What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast. The essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Learn about the newest updates and plugins, as well as exclusive interviews with WordPress experts that are sure to help you enhance your skill set. Now, please welcome the hosts of the WordPress Community Podcast, Yost Ivok and Frederick Towns. Good evening, everyone. Uh, we are here for another WordPress podcast. I'm actually getting feedback for us, guys. Uh, we are going to talk about monetization today. Um, let's see if we can help you guys make some money from your blog. And maybe when Frederick starts talking, I'll get some good ideas to make a bit more, a bit more money out of my own <laughs> blog as well. Um, so, Fred, do you actually make money out of your site? Hmm, it's a good question. I don't follow any uh, traditional monetization best practices, which usually involve usually involve ads of some sort and things of that nature. I I tend to just uh, give lots of things away uh, <laughs> on the different sites in, in order to cultivate. Uh, Goodwill and, and relationships and, and community and things like that. So, um, and create and get work out of it. Right. And so maybe we could talk first about the, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Maybe the growing pains of the process that a blog goes or a site goes through as it uh, gets, gets uh, its feet under it. In other words, you know, we all start out with. Well, a lot of the things that we talked about on the last show, trying to cultivate the traffic, and then as it develops, we all go through 
you know, maybe starting with AdSense, then ultimately getting into different ad networks that pay uh, a bit better or more appropriate for your community, for your readership. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then looking at all the different channels that you have in terms of needs monetizing sections of the site with with AdSense or with ads as well, um, potentially having sponsors of different sorts um, for the different sections of your site, depending on how big it is. Um, lots of things along those lines. And I think, obviously, there's this, um, well, it's not really a life cycle because you don't really want it to end, but there's certainly a process that your site goes through as it matures. I mean, Yoast, what's your uh, experience with, uh, with Yoast.com, for example? Well, the funny thing is, I, I very very early on when it was still uh, YoastDevolt.nl uh, in back in '05 or something, um, I was doing some AdSense and basically making crap money um, because there was like uh, there's very very little traffic, and AdSense is weird because most people start off with AdSense, uh, but it only actually starts paying when you've got decent amounts of traffic um, so uh, uh, after that I went to uh, to doing to selling my own ads which was probably a better idea uh, but because I started selling the, the rectangles that I actually still have on my blog but after a time I found out that that was a lot of work and then outsource that to Bicel Ads, which I'm um, I'm still with now. So that that in a very quick flight is how I m- made money for my blog through traditional advertising uh, over the years. Although I have to say that uh, over the last two years, um, that money has been good, but the money from affiliate has been way better. And by affiliate, you mean? Uh, by affiliate, I mean in my case, hosting affiliate stuff. Um, so uh, WordPress hosting uh, uh, re- recommendations, stuff like that. Um, well, just for the people who don't know, because ads are straightforward, affiliate marketing for those who don't really understand or or, uh, or maybe even haven't heard of it, it's just a simple idea of being compensated for referrals for brands that you trust and obviously you can recommend. Um, it sounds pretty straightforward, but I know that there's lots of people that are always getting into the affiliate type of uh, monetization, so it's still new for some people. Yeah. Um, so where to start? So basically, I get paid for new clients, right? Right, and uh, and it's good for you because you actually like the services that you're promoting. So you use them, yeah. you recommend them, and you know everyone wins, which is good business. Yeah, it, it, it is good business, and uh, well, especially in the hosting business, the the payouts per new customer are, are quite nice. So if you've got a decent amount of uh, uh, readership, you can you can make really good money on that if you've got a community who trusts you because it's all based on trust. And for Uh, sites that don't uh, lend themselves to different types of monetization, I mean, there's there's, there's networks like ClickBank and Yoast, I'm sure you can think of others that that you can turn to to find some, you know, affiliate opportunities that are appropriate for your readership. 
Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't go for ClickBank myself. I I I, I urge people to have a look at stuff like um, uh, Pepper Jam Network or uh, Commission Junction or some of the a bit more higher high quality affiliate networks, uh, and just look for companies that are in your space but even better look at the stuff you are using and check out whether they actually offer an, uh, uh, an affiliate program it makes me think I'm sure I've seen a post about this on your site somewhere so we'll probably have to link to that in the show notes uh, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, so ads affiliate and uh you know, you can obviously get into, depending on who your audience is, other types of monetization, like actually serving that audience or, or participating in it in the form of uh, presenting uh, at events that obviously people might purchase tickets to, uh, or, you know, obviously being invited to speak as an expert, which is something that Yoast has far more experience than uh, the average person with. Or well, Yeah, but to be honest... Uh, you have to make it quite big before they actually start paying you decent money to do that. Uh, and in most cases, like WordCamps, uh, you'll never get paid for that. So if you're lucky, they might cover your expenses, but you won't make real money out of that. So I, I look at speaking more as a... For a long time, I looked at speaking more as another way of marketing my blog than as a way of making making money. Sure. And for, you know, and I, I think you actually can can get quite a bit out of it. I mean, there's lots of other industries that that uh that do quite well for speaking engagements. It's just a it's another format in many cases of consulting if not uh marketing. So, Yos, do you want to talk as well about how cultivating a community around a particular topic uh, cascades or converts into um, customers? Yeah, absolutely. I think, to be honest, that uh, we recently had a uh, copy blogger on for a short show, of course. Um, he does it a bit more towards the product side of things, where he develops products for his readers uh, and sells his own product. But what, what I do uh, and what has basically allowed me to go solo is, is I sell myself. Um, from the site analyses I sell to uh, to bigger consultancy projects, and I can honestly say that all of the big clients I'm working with today, um, ranging from uh, eBay, Salesforce, customers of that size, have all come through either my blog or through Twitter uh, as a result of my of the reputation I built through my blog. So I've actually considered, and I'm. Considering it more and more to actually remove all the ads from my blog, um, it, the money's just a tad bit too good at the moment to do that. But um, at some point, if I if I get a couple more decent customers, I might actually do it because it I don't need it, and it I think my blog would convert better into commercial services if there weren't any ads. So I might try that at some point. So you're really speaking to again the life cycle that your blog goes through as your site goes through as you uh, move further along. Like for example, I even know some design agencies, again focusing on on these niches. But we should probably think out of the box a little bit. But um, 
and I know of design agencies who on like the quote corporate landing pages of the site, they don't have any ads, but their blog is monetized with ads still. Yeah, true. So there's lots of ways that you can go with that. And I know that it's true in lots of dimensions. Like, for example, if you've got a very, you've been producing content for years, it's great evergreen content, like we discussed in the last show. You can actually, and you've got significant number of pages, like Yost said, you can just, you can have a tremendous amount of, uh, of actually AdSense revenue just by having some really good placements and some uh, customized uh, uh, look and feel. And you don't have to have it all over your site. You can place that strategically maybe on specific sections or posts of a, of a certain age and things like that. Like it doesn't appear until, you know, it's a week old or, you know, things of that nature. And, um, and then also take advantage of ads in different ways. Also, uh, you know, maybe put together products or eBooks around old content, which is something that 37 signals does pretty well. Yeah. They, they are, Terrifically good at basically monetizing their their old content by selling it, uh, and, and so and some new content, of course. But sure, and they and they're forthcoming about what they're doing. They say, "Well, hey, we blog for years, and we discovered these things, and we distilled that into to a book format, and off we go." Yeah, which is awesome. It's just. It's it's ridiculous that that they make what they make out of that. They're, they've been pretty open about a lot of that stuff, which is really cool. And, and to be honest, there's quite a few people who could actually do that. And you see that happen a lot in the in the technology uh, technology sector, uh, mostly, of course, where you see uh, big bloggers becoming published authors. Uh, on top of that, and right, I, I've. I've actually been approached a couple of times, but never had the um, the time to do it. And I've recently tech edited uh, a book about CSS free by uh, Peter Gaston, who used to be my uh, uh, my first co-author at CSS free info back when I still uh, owned that. Um, and he's actually, if I see the amount of time that he spent on that, it's ridiculous. But I'm quite sure that he'll get a lot back out of that. Uh, over time, because he's the author of one of the first uh, complete CSS3 books. So it's building reputation, which in, in, in the end leads into more money than ads will probably. On the other hand, if, you, if you're very good at writing and, and would really like to make your money off of just writing a blog, then direct monetization like ads and affiliate are probably the better way to go because then you can just do that all day. For me, the problem probably is that I actually don't like writing that much. I do it because I like sharing what I've discovered, but if if you can, you look through my posts, you'll discover that a lot of my posts on my blog are actually quite technical and tell you about what I've been doing and, and, and are about me sharing that and sometimes getting some proper feedback. Um, but it's not like writing is my, my daily bread. Whereas if you see Christina Warren, who we had on the show as well recently, she, she wants to write all day. Yeah, that's, a, that's another interesting point that you raise about the value of the personal brand. I mean, once you have that credibility, that cachet, I mean, you can even uh, look at 
building communities and and basically exiting them. So sometimes things get too large or you lose interest or another project is more interesting or things change. Maybe you become a parent, you know, all these different things in life and you've got a great community, you can't maintain it. Um, selling a blog or site once you've uh, made it successful or gotten it to a point where it's valuable to, to anyone else is also a, a way to, to monetize. Absolutely. You, you can, uh, Chris Brogan is a very good example of that, I think. He's, he's uh, churning out an, a blog network at the moment, which is actually a very good idea. Um, because basically his, uh, he's doing what he likes and he's, he's hired other people to do the stuff that he doesn't like about it. And he's basically making money off of consulting and uh, and uh, uh, his speaking gigs, and of uh, stuff like a blog network. So, Yost, what do you what do you think? I mean, to sum up, I mean, there's lots of directions you can go. Do you think we're it's safe for us to put uh, maybe a timeline on these things, or should we maybe talk about uh, the different? Um, some different industries and how things take shape and, and those uh, just for some perspective. Yeah. Um, well, let's see where to start. I think that if you're, it, it, it's not really a timeline thing, but mostly about what, what do you want to reach with your blog? If you don't have to make money out of it straight away and you're planning on building very good content, um, I would actually not put ads on it for quite a while because that might grow your blog faster because in all honesty blogs do better in social media when there's no ads on them um, so for that reason you might want to keep them off quite a while if you're if you're planning to get your blog to grow and grow big um, if you want to if you want to monetize immediately you should probably go do something else. It's, it's quite hard to, to monetize a blog straight off the bat. That's true. Just the same is true for, you know, ranking on Google, for example, you know, in, in week one, unless you're trying to rank for like a 16-word key phrase or something. Yeah. It's, although it, it, it is a bit simpler sometimes if you use like a WordPress.com or stuff like that. But still, it's it is quite hard to get your stuff ranked. Um, so, it, it, I get a lot of people asking me, like, I, I want to make, I want to become a pro blogger. What what do I do? And, and and to be honest, the first answer always is, well, you work your ass off for three years, and then after that, you get to reap the rewards. But it's usually not the other way around. Yeah, which pretty much sounds like. You know, university, except, <laughs> right? But you can, yeah, you can yeah. Do it anyway. It's true. It, it's true. Yeah, and and it's not. You you don't get a title at the end of it. You basically have nothing to show for it except for a lot of content. Well, I suppose you can give yourself a title, right? Um, and, and you can, if you live up to it, you'll actually get to wear it. True. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, but the thing is that people sometimes think that it's a, it's an uh, an easy 
an easy way to make money. And there's no, no such thing as free money. I mean, you'll always have to work for it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's people who would argue that point, but uh, <laughs> I definitely would agree with you, Yost. <laughs> well, you're, you're free to argue. Uh, but, well, I, I, I don't want to condone some of the things that people do, um, so I'm definitely going to um, stand on, on your side there. I know that there's some someone who will listen to this that's, uh, that's doing something a little too easily, let's say, and... They'll be like, oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, that's no, it's true. Uh, to be honest, I was at a, a, a gaming conference last weekend, uh, a, a conference in the iGaming sphere, so a poker, uh, uh, casino, stuff like that. Um, I don't do any work in that industry myself because of mostly legal reasons, because most of it's illegal here in Holland. Um, but yeah, some of these people seem to make too much money too easily. Uh, the issue is that I don't actually um, like a lot of that, that and the things they make money with. So I, uh, there is too much of a moral compass to uh, um, uh, to to make money that way, I guess. So um, when it comes time to put together your roadmap. What we're suggesting is, you know, things don't necessarily go the way that you plan because you can't control everything. But what we're what we're suggesting is that there's lots of avenues to pursue, and it's best to just set your target, put in the hard work, uh, make friends along the way, have some fun, and the net result, uh, provided that you don't uh, repeat things that don't necessarily work, like just you know SEO best practices are coming to mind for some reason but as long as you continue to move forward you will see all of these benefits I think um, one of the more longer term or not longer term but one of the most beneficial things over the long haul are things like developing the personal brand so that you can do consulting in whatever area that you deal in um, it's really lawyers and legal consult is, is a great example of that, for example. And then also producing products. So things that you produce once and you sell multiple times, you know, ebooks and, and just regular books is a great example. But there's, there's other things uh, that, are, that are productizable, if you will. Yost, do you have any uh, off the top of your head? Um. Well, it's stuff like my site analysis, which is basically a, a, a pretty quick analysis of, of, a, of a WordPress site based on my experience, which is what people read about all the time, but they want to, if they want to apply to them. Usually what it, these products are is you apply something, the stuff that you've been sharing all the time, you, you either combine it into one big easy-to-read format, or uh, such as an ebook, or you apply it specifically to a person. At which point, I guess it becomes consultancy, but you can make it easier on yourself. It's a good point. So, uh, go we, ahead. We, we're talking about money, right? Um, I, Webmaster Radio wants to make some money as well. So, we, we're going to go for a quick commercial break and then come back and talk a bit more about monetization. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more WordPress Community Podcast after this. 
It's time again to make your plans to be at SES New York 2011. SES New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton March 21st to the 25th. SES New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, over 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SES New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Yahoo's principal research scientist, Duncan Watts. Thursday, March 25th is the Online Marketing Summit's All Things Digital Best Practice Day, which features a full day of premium breakout sessions. Don't delay. Come to SES New York 2011, March 21st to the 25th, inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com and get 20% off your registration when you use promo code WMR20. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com and use promo code WMR20. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Your mission, initiate internet marketing measures. Your arsenal, the weapons of mass marketing. Learn how to accomplish your internet marketing initiative with the do-it-yourself tools and directives from the commanding leaders of cyberspace. Weapons of Mass Marketing, presented by Raventools.com. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Ghost Evoc and Frederick Towns. So, uh, when we're talking about advertising, uh, selling advertising on your blog, of course, the, one of the things to, to think about is scarcity. You, yeah, I, I see a lot of these blogs who start to try and make money who have like four your ad here spots open on their site. Uh, you must have seen those too, Frederick. I mean, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a very, very stupid idea. Because if I want to advertise on your site and I see like four uh, people or four open ad spots, I'm like, okay, there's a price there, but I can probably. Put and take half away from that because he's got four empty spots anyway. So you'll end up with pretty shitty ad rates, which is why I think you should only show one of these, uh, uh, one such spot, if any. I try to sell out before I uh, before that happens. That's a great point. It reminds me um, of. Uh Todd Garland from Buy Sell Ads, he's the founder yeah. of Buy Sell Ads, 
and some of the tips that he had. So I guess let's launch into a few more tips. Um, one of them from Todd was actually uh, sell larger placements, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, which, to be honest, it depends a bit on your log. I I really don't like selling too much larger placements. I do se- I do like selling unique placements, but that's pretty hard. But uh, for instance, if you if you look at Mashable, uh, what they do together with Microsoft and uh, there's the Microsoft BizPark stuff, that's like a unique combination of advertising and content. Uh, that is pretty cool. So you mean sponsored posts? Well, yeah, but it's not just that, right? It's it's ads as well because there's obviously ads everywhere. Like this section is sponsored by by Microsoft, so it's a good combination, and it's actually a a good combination as well because Microsoft Bispark is there for startups, and uh, and the the whole section is about startups. So if you can find a combination like that where you can have a, a company sponsor. A certain section of your blog, if your blog is big enough for that, that's actually a pretty cool combination and and way more of an added value than just having uh, another one twenty five by one twenty five or two sixty by two sixty. Right, that's exactly uh, what I touched on earlier. I think for for AdSense tips, before I forget, um, there's a number of different placements that work. Some of them are not terribly exciting to users. That's why I mean, users don't like ads in general. But that's why um, putting them on posts or, or, or content that's that's older or evergreen is is really works because obviously if the content's great, I mean people don't care obviously, and you know Google can let's face it do a decent job of of showing some additional relevant content. But the point is to put like a three hundred by um, by two fifty uh, text box or maybe uh, ad box. Excuse me, I should say banner. Um, right there above your main content, or you know, even in a oh, geez, what are the dimensions? It's uh, 728 by 60 slot, or even skyscrapers and, and super banners. Basically, whatever's above the fold, and unfortunately, whatever actually interrupts the reader, actually convert best. Um, yeah, but not know. in the typical uh, banner blindness area, right? Right, and, and so uh, you know, having ads. You know, most if, if you've got an American site, for example, or English site, excuse me, um, having a banner on the on the left side, or having a contextual ad on the left side, or, or above the main or the first paragraph, things like that, or even in line in a post, you know, somewhere below the fold, you know, after the user has to scroll a bit. All of these things realize more click-throughs and more AdSense revenue, or more, uh, or just in general more visibility, and they're they're favored uh, amongst advertisers when they see that you have those placements, as opposed to you know a lot of people used to have like a super banner or something above the footer. It's you know it, it's still a placement, it still gets some traffic, but it's not valuable. No, so it's, it's not going to result in a lot of clicks usually. Um, and and the thing is, these things might get a lot of views in the way that they're counted, but they're, because they're not often scrolled to, an advertiser would would probably not be willing to pay a very a, a high price for that. Right, and advertisers are more savvy than they were just even a couple of years ago. So they're they're looking at clicks, they're figuring out demographics and conversion rates and so forth. So uh, it's not just about 
getting them signed up, you know, everyone has to win in order for things to work long term. Yeah, exactly. And it also, it also means that you actually have to look at who you're taking advertising from. Um, I actually reject advertisers on a pretty regular basis because they do stuff I don't agree with. So they uh, either um, have screaming ads that say buy PR9 links uh, or stupid stuff like that or they uh, blatantly advertise uh, selling non-GPL WordPress themes for instance. Uh, and I'm not going to get into the GPL discussion here, but it's like uh, I don't want advertisements for stuff like that on my blog. So uh, it's probably a good idea to think about that um, uh, when you take advertising. Like, what is this advertising saying about my uh, about my site? Absolutely. So that's that moral compass piece again, which you know is part of you know the brand that you're building maybe for this particular site, one of many or, or blog, one of many that you might have, or for your personal brand. So uh, there's no escaping uh, accountability. No, especially not on the web, which people tend to forget every once in a while. They they forget that um, uh, that. What they do now will still people will still remember in like ten years. Right, it might be caught in archive.org or Google's cache, right? So yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I, I even I made some mistakes in the in the very beginning of my blogging when nobody read my blog. Luckily, um, but like two years back, I uh, someone came to me and, and he he'd been reading through all my old posts and he said, "What's this post about?" It was like one of my first posts. It was actually a paid post, and it was just plain stupid. And I was like, "Yeah, that was a, a an early mistake." But I got rid of the post after that. You don't want to be remembered for stuff like that. So if you do uh, stupid posts or um, try to make money of your readership in a bad way, that it might um, might turn bad on you in in many ways. And that reminds me of something else, and I'm not going to name names, but there's – I don't recommend, no matter how great the relationship is with your community, I don't recommend uh, one day out of the blue or even just in the blue, if you will, saying to them, hey, we need money. Will you please take this action? Uh, no. Will you please you know, support – you know – because there's a difference between like these crowdsourcing sites where you can donate whatever you like based on the merit of someone's project and things like that, and someone who you you know imagine you know your best friend or your sibling or something, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden they just call you, hey, I need a million dollars, I need money, you know, like it doesn't matter how much you love them, you're going to be like, what happened, you know, there's yeah. a shock there, and that's not something that you want to create. I mean. People are accustomed to um, parting with some money in exchange for value. So there's nothing wrong with making or promoting what you're doing, but to you know to make it look like charity or something like that, I just don't encourage that. I mean, begging or, or things of that nature, you just don't want to create that situation. No. No, absolutely not. I I do have donation buttons, for instance, in my plugins, but I've I, I've always resisted making them bigger. 
because it just looks sad. And uh, I actually want users more badly than that I want donations. Right. I mean, people ask me why I don't have donation links and, and buttons at all in W3 Total Cash and why I don't charge for it at all. And so, you know, the, the point is really to actually find the bugs in the damn thing and make it work. And when it has, some, you know, enough value, maybe there's an opportunity. I mean, I, I know for a fact, actually, in terms of monetization, that there's several businesses that, that or, or, you know, individuals and, and hosting companies that use that tool as one of their primary tools in their, in their toolbox, you know, the same way that, you know, a carpenter uses a hammer, right? So yeah, uh, there's, there's lots of things you can do, and it doesn't have to all boil down to outright saying, you have to pay me or it won't work. No, and it's just, you see these stories happen on blogs quite often where people go a bit sad because they're not as successful as they uh, as they thought they'd be, or they're not making as much money as, as they thought they would be with their uh, blog or whatever. And um, I, can, I can actually honestly say that I've been in that position a, a couple of times where I thought, why am I making shit money when I'm doing all this and people think that you're a very good SEO or whatever and you're, you still think okay I'm on a monthly salary and I'm not making much on the side I'm doing something wrong well you're not just keep building a brand and at some point uh, you'll get the chances to make the real the real bigger bucks or the real big bucks I, I still don't have to I still feel that I should be making more than I do but that's I think that's perpetual with me well, yeah, I don't think it ends, right? Probably because of inflation and, and other things. It's uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> so that, I think that feeling is normal. So for those of you who uh, wonder if you're "quote unquote" greedy because you need more money, no, that's not that's not the case. Uh, everyone actually needs more money for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing called capitalism, I guess. Right. I mean, I suppose you know if if. You know, I'm not picking on anybody, but if you know, hosting didn't cost any money. You know, groceries didn't cost any money. Electricity didn't cost any money. I suppose uh, it would be a different world, but uh, unfortunately, that's not what we have yet. There's a communist hiding in between us somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we've covered quite a few uh, things there. Um, uh, uh, do you have any other killer tips you think people should should uh, think about when uh, when monetizing their blog, or do we really just agree on the fact that that you should keep your uh, you should do it, but keep your readers in mind all the time? I think that's the the big the big thing out of this, right? Indeed, that is the bottom line. Creates scenarios where everyone wins. You know, no no victimizing or capitalizing, if you will, or taking advantage. Yeah, and, and don't shut down your site and, and ask for money for it to return, unless you're doing it for a good cause. So not yourself, but you're, you say like, okay, that might actually be a very good action uh, to uh, uh, to close down Yoast.com for a day and see how much money we can get, we can get for cancer research. Huh. 
Well, that reminds me of something that's not, you know, cancer's not funny, but it reminds me of something um, that I saw a long time ago on South Park. So Cartman, for anyone who likes uh, cartoons, which, you know, I actually feel are mostly for adults considering the content, um, Cartman actually buys a theme park, you know, like Six Facts, Great America, and then decides that he's not going to let anyone go there and creates a scarcity scenario Whereby, and then, you know, uh, promotes the theme park with some remnant ads that he had on television. And then ultimately uh, creates all, you know, for a failed park, creates all of this interest because of false scarcity scenario. So that's kind of what you were talking about, Yost. I don't recommend doing that. I mean, you can do that for products, say, you know, 30 days, you know, uh, use this coupon for this discount. I think that's reasonable. But, you know, putting a big paywall in front of your site all of a sudden after... Uh, you developed a community is definitely not a, a good idea. No, absolutely not. Um, with that, we're going to wrap it. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same place, um, which I'm trying to remember very hard now. <laughs> and, and yes, Brasco, that's a hint. It's, uh, it's 9 p.m. CET, which means 8 p.m. GMT, which probably means about 2 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Something like that. Uh, oh, it's, it's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Eastern or 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, right? Yeah. Right. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So I got the Pacific right. I'm. I don't know why I'm better at Pacific time than any other time zone in the world. It's ridiculous. It's probably because all all the people I talk to live in that time zone these these days. There you go. Anyway, um, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern next week on Wednesday. Be there and listen. Talk to you then. Ciao. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.